Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Future Tech Chat. We made it into the double digits. Yeah. Woo! Uh, today we'll be talking about smart TVs. I am joined by Mike Attrell. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm all prepared with my headset, ready for quality audio. Yeah. Live <laughs> from India. I, uh, I noticed you spelled TV wrong. In your I didn't actually. It's, it's how... It's spelled in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It's a reference. Yes. Okay. Good enough. Uh, today is a is a huge topic. TVs. Uh, this topic gets bigger every year. Uh, right now, I think it's we can get TVs that are what a hundred inches, if 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 not an entire wall of your house on the projector. Yep. But uh, everybody loves TV. Everybody loves watching TV and. I don't think as many people enjoy the actual specifications of and electronic details of TVs, but that's okay. Uh, we'll talk a, a bit about that, or maybe a lot about that, depending on how in-depth it we get. But uh, we got lots to talk about: the hardware side, the software side, TV itself as a service. Um, so let's get started. Um, I guess we'll talk about hardware first. Um, what kind of TV do you have, Mike? That's, that's a good place to start. Uh, I have a 37-inch Panasonic Viera, which uh, is regular LED TV, and then I have a LG Smart TV, 32-inch, nice and compact for the bedroom, um, preloaded with all the apps that we need. Um, but yeah, those are the two two TVs in our house. Sweet. Yeah. I, uh, I, I always find it interesting... That, I mean, there there are obviously people who don't watch TV, but if you have a TV and you live in an actual house as opposed to an apartment or something, it's almost guaranteed you have more than one. You you rarely yeah. people like, oh yeah, I just got one yeah. TV. It's either yeah. zero or it's more than one. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's funny because I was going to bring that up anyway, but you know, we were in a condo and we only needed one for the longest time. But then we found we were watching. We weren't watching TV outside in the living room anymore. So like, oh, let's get a TV for our bedroom. Then we moved to a house, and we were gonna have a TV downstairs in the basement in our room. And we're like, well, there's this empty space in the living room. Let's get a TV. So we actually just moved the TV that we already had upstairs into the living room. But we might end up getting one for downstairs as well. We might get a third one. Right. Nice. It's uh, it's kind of amazing how much TV you can get for for a thousand dollars these days. Or even less. Boxing Day is well, amazing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if you're talking, if we're, if we're talking about smart TVs, um, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to love smart TVs like a, a literal just a TV with with all its apps and stuff. Um, I also the smart TV that we have is Panasonic Viera, and it's got the smart and it's 3D as well. And but I. I I've looked at the apps, and they're pretty like other than Netflix and YouTube, there there's not a whole lot to write home about. Um, I know you can connect it to Twitter and Facebook, but I I don't know anyone who's done that. Oh. <laughs> I think you can Skype as well with it, but uh, who uses Skype? It's, <laughs> it's sort of weird to me that all, like there's so many different platforms, and Netflix and YouTube are the only ones that have just that have said, okay, we're gonna go on everything. Whereas all these other all these other companies, <clears throat> they haven't really spread themselves out onto TVs. They may have apps for um, like set-top boxes, like the Roku or the Apple TV or all that, but they don't have they don't have ones dedicated that are actually built into TVs. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of disappointing, especially the ones that do local streaming, because the built-in app, like the DLNA apps on TVs, are notoriously horrible. I've never seen one that was designed well or or quick or anything you'd ever want to actually use if you if you had the choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you know, I actually, I think we were kind of spoiled because we got our LG Smart TV and it has its own app world. And I, just in my research, it sounds like when people look at Smart TV app environments or ecosystems, that LG has one of the more robust ones. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've found myself wanting wanting anything more. Like if you switch the country setting on the TV, because you can switch between Canada, Mexico, and US, mm -hmm. and you can actually get the Hulu app on your TV when you switch your 
your uh, country. Yeah. And then assuming that you're able to sign up for your a Hulu account, which you can through various means, you uh, you can use their app and um, just right from the TV, from the smart TV function. Um, and yeah. Can or anything. You just need an account. Yeah, you just need the account. Um, and then the there's CBC apps. There's um, you know like global TV apps. There's a whole bunch of apps like just local channels that will load content. Um, and it's all searchable through through the LG smart TV uh, program. Um, yeah, a lot of it is like YouTube based and that kind of thing. But but it does seem to have have a good good amount of apps. But I I think I agree with you that you know other than YouTube and Netflix and perhaps Hulu, I don't think people are going to use too much um, within the smart TV functionality. Right. I find it interesting because like the the Panasonic doesn't really have any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to me that it, like it's not it's not a cable package that has these global and CBC apps. It's no. the TV itself. Yeah, and and if you have as long as you have like internet connection on the TV, um, you can use those apps. Right. Um, and just go to the con. There's like you know international ones. There's like Japanese ones that have Japanese shows. There's uh, Al Jazeera is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's, it's it's pretty good. Like you know if if you have the time and if you have the interest to to watch that kind of stuff, then then it's definitely available. Interesting. Yeah. Have you? I assume yours with the YouTube app. It does the the whole remote control, and you can set up a playlist and. Yeah. That's well, that's, that's that's just through the YouTube. That's just through the YouTube app app, isn't it? Like on your phone, you can do, use it as a remote. Well, when you when you send it to when you send it to a device. Yeah, you can throw the yeah. video you're watching to the TV and it'll yeah. download it from there instead. Yeah. I really like that feature. I I watch yeah. a lot of YouTube and so. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the other apps I haven't had much use for. The only ones I, I like the that with I don't know if your TV does this, but I can take my like on my computer if I'm if I'm sitting there with a video ready to play, I can play it to the TV instead of having to go into the TV's settings and find the the, the video. I can just right click on it and I'll. <laughs> this is through the DLNA. Yes and no. I mean, it plays through that same, like that that same protocol, but you don't have to navigate through all the menus on your TV. You go to the folder on your computer and you hit play two, and it. Oh, okay. TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I haven't played too much with that just because I don't have anything set up in a media sense in my host yet. Um, but I think I know with like Plex, it uh, has the Plex app on there. Um, so I think as long as you you have that, you can play it to your your account and your device. Um, and like with the phone, it, it has the Chromecast support with that as well. Yeah. Um, so I think either would be an option for that. Um, but yeah, from the smart TV aspect, I, I haven't played with that. But I'd have to look at that a bit more. That's kind of cool though, that you're able to do that. Yeah, I've, I found it nice. It's it's not perfect. Um, and I've noted. I mean. <laughs> When I was using when we had when we first got the Rogers internet installed, they gave us a modem router to use, which was just it was notably terrible compared to anything that I've ever had that I bought personally. And so when I switched it, when I turned off the router and set up my own router instead, so just used it as a modem, mm-hmm. it got so so much better. Oh really? And like on the regular on the default router settings in the modem router. Uh, you'd open a video and then it would it would glitch and it would just stop playing and it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to pick it back up where you left off. But then I set up an actual it's not even it's not even top of the line mm-hmm. router anymore, but just a dedicated it, router. It was way yeah. better. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that too, man. I have to look into that. Telus has the same thing. They have the the modem router, and and I've always wondered how you're supposed to get the internet if you don't use it as a router. But I guess I didn't realize you could turn that router functionality off, and set up your your own dedicated router. I don't know if it works for everything. Okay. There's definitely a, you can definitely hook up your router to that router, and then have a double network thing going on, which is I mean it works, but it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. With the Rogers one, you can definitely just turn it off, and it'll oh. just be modem. Okay. The first port, the first Ethernet port. Hmm. Um. 
So I guess I, I, I thought you made an interesting point here, and I want to talk about it. You, you asked, are TVs being relegated to function mainly as decor? I, I want you to explain that. What does that mean? It's, it's what I was bringing up before. You know, we, we move into this house, and it's like, what are we supposed to put in that giant spot there? Oh. And it's like it's like oh I guess we'll get a TV like like it's like and or or like you said you know you often have one like in the living room and in the or in the basement and in your bedroom but you often really only use one you know what I mean like you don't you don't necessarily use all of them equally if at all you might generally only use your bedroom one um so then your other one is basically just being used as just so is that what yeah. yours is? Yours is just like, oh look, there's empty space. No, now there's a TV there, but you don't actually use it. Uh, well, because just the way that our layout is, you can actually see the TV from the kitchen, okay. like just with the open concept. So, so Maria will often put something on just while she's doing whatever in the kitchen. So, it in in our case, it actually does get used. I didn't think it would, but it turns out that that it is. Um, but it'd be, it'd be an interesting conversation piece if you just had. Like a, you went to IKEA and got, or not necessarily IKEA, but whoever provides IKEA with the fake TVs, just set it there and built, it's like, oh, let's watch something when you have people over. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's actually just a box. <laughs> it just filled out the room really yeah. nicely. Look how big it is. Yeah, the IKEA here actually has real TVs. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, in the display rooms, they just they sort of have, at least the ones I've seen, they just have a, like. A oh, so I mean, the ones in the display rooms are real. They're like on and they're like sharp or LG or. Oh, maybe that's either that's a new thing or. Our, I know uh, I know what you mean though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those before. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, so do you guys have cable now? No. No, we just use Netflix okay. and our VPN and between those we we are able to get all the TV we need. Yeah. We're barely able to keep up with one show. Like we're watching Big Brother right now yeah. and it's like three times a week it's on and it's like we can barely keep up with that. So, yeah, I I never understood I never understood watching TV ever since ever since I got onto the sort of you can watch any show you want whenever you want just through these various services why do you need cable like I can't yeah. just flip around cable anymore if there's not yeah. a show on that I want to watch yeah. don't do that well look at it this way when we had cable we'd have our DVR and we'd only ever watch shows on our DVR if there's nothing on our DVR we wouldn't watch TV like yeah. we wouldn't flip through channels and see what's on it's like well if there's nothing on that we already wanted to watch like yeah. pre-recorded, we wouldn't watch it because it's like, well, for one, it wouldn't be a show you'd normally watch, and two, you'd have commercials. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Even even the idea of fast forwarding through them when they're when the show is DVR'd, I can't. I don't like it. Yeah. I understand that it's necessary and all that, but it's silly. Yeah, but we watch TV online on the network uh, websites, and they'll still have commercials and. I think we've just gotten used to watching through them or just okay. going on our phones in between or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that works well. Yeah, it's like a natural break. <laughs> Let's go see some ads on our phone instead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll move to... You want to talk about Ultra HD. I assume that's a, that's 4K that you're... Yeah. 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 Do you, uh, I mean, TVs are getting big enough that... It could start to become relevant, but I don't think it's relevant yet. Yeah. Having a 4K TV, unless you're sitting like eight inches away from it, and it's 40 inches. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, until you have yeah, like full wall size TVs, you're not going to need that kind of resolution. Like, you're sitting, you're the the 1080p or even 720p. Like, you're not going to notice a huge, huge difference. I think the one thing I do notice the definition with is sports. Yep. And you know, trying to follow a soccer ball or a football or a puck or whatever, and then yeah, you definitely notice HD versus not HD and how good your HD is and whatever. Um, but I think you know, is it worth having like <coughs> a couple thousand dollars in a you know, in a forty-inch TV? Is not. Well, I mean, the prices yeah. are going to come down. You can say for sure, yeah. Same argument about 1080. Yeah, yeah. but your but your your content's only going to be streamed like they only ver like recently started streaming content in 1080p. Or 720p even. Um, Recently, like, yeah, in the last five or ten years. Yeah, you know, but HDTVs have been around longer than than when networks actually started giving content in HD. Yeah, but the majority of content I still see. Yeah. I think if CTV here is still 
standard definition. Like it's it's in HD and it's 1080, but it's got the black bars on the side. Right. Right. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, when HD first started coming out, they did sports in HD, which made sense. I think yeah. that was that that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, I think now you know, yeah, you'll see the 720p or 1080p um, content, but I doubt you're, you'll see 4K content anytime soon. I don't think it's good worth. It's not worth it for networks to be yeah. to be providing content in that. Which is why you know in in that article I I posted about you know these these uh, manufacturers giving giving away content because it's like well here look how good it is like if you want to yeah. see how good the 4K content is but but this is all there is you can watch the yeah movie. this is all there is exactly you can watch you know these eight movies over and over again yeah oh well I mean our our TV is 3D mm-hmm. and it, behind the scenes unbeknownst to me or a lot of people apparently. So there is 3D content coming through broadcast networks. Like RTV will light mm-hmm. up a little notification in the th- thing saying this, there's 3D content found, and you can put the glasses on and hmm. put up a show. Like Grey's Anatomy came up in 3D. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't yeah. Know, I, like you, with the TV, you can it, it will stereofy mm-hmm. any content to make it mm-hmm. look 3D, but there are shows that are actually in 3D. Like we watched, especially on the movie channel, some of them just show up in 3D. Yeah. I know Telus has a uh, a 3D channel that I don't know if it's specific movies or whatever, but I never saw anything on there because we didn't subscribe to it and we didn't have a 3D TV anyway. But right. yeah, there's I guess there would be content there for you. Yeah, there are lots of people that just don't like 3D, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I have nothing against it. Well, I think well when I've tried it because I tried it at Costco one day, and uh, I don't know, I guess it provides depth. Which is kind of cool. Like it, it gives it pops the picture out. Obviously, right? It doesn't like fly at you or anything, but it it gives that that yeah, depth you feel. Set it up to fly at you. I uh, it's sort of I've I don't like the gimmicky 3D where they'll just like have stuff coming out at you on purpose just to mm-hmm. like look, it's in 3D and this is necessary. Like I think Avatar right. was the first to do that in a big way. They would like an arrow would shoot straight right. at you. Yeah. Just like that's. <laughs> This it was cool. I, I like that movie though. It was I, cool. Well, no, but I liked it. But I thought that part of three, the three D was unnecessary. Like, um, but people go to three D movies to see that kind of thing. But not to see gimmicks. They want to see it. Used sure, they do. No. No. Cinemaphiles and techies. Yeah, they want to see it used properly. But kids, kids who go to see a three D movie, they, they when they think of three D movie, they think of stuff flying at them. That's what they want to see. Animation is different. But when you're talking about live action. I find it strange that they like step up 3D. They like the, their dance moves were all into and away from the camera just to be like, oh look, there's depth. But I think that's too much, though. But the, yeah, no, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. I just want them to use it, and actually, Spider-Man 2 I think just came out yesterday. Yeah. Uh, watching the trailer for that, that looks like well done 3D. Like it, rather than being just that there's depth, the camera actually moves with. The, I guess it's probably mostly CGI, mm-hmm. but it looks really like they used it really well. Like the the camera angle would actually rotate with. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Spider-Man's a really good example for it because he's moving a lot and there's mm-hmm. lots of different directionality. But I thought it was really cool the way they used it, and I hope mm-hmm. I hope that it wasn't like they stuffed all of that in the trailer and everything else is just boring. Yeah, it looked like they were using really cool camera angles and doing things that you couldn't really, you wouldn't see experience life that way. But mm-hmm. it's really cool to see it in three dimensions. It makes it look way more real. Yeah, for a while there, it seemed like they were making, they're just doing this post processing to make it three D to charge an extra like five bucks at the movie theater. Yeah, and the it would look darker and, and it would like and it would it would have like that depth, but it's like you're not even using the three D. Like I think you can go the other way and just not use it at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's three yeah, D is weird to me, but I, I like when it's used well. I thought the um, Captain America was the last one I saw in three D, and that, I thought that I used it well. It it wasn't. It, I wouldn't say like the the trailer for Spider Man, which I saw in the preview for that, uh, used a lot better. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. So that sort of put me off in the mood of like, wow, that was really cool. So no matter what I saw in 3D after it, <laughs> it wasn't going to live up to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so if you, like, that we talk a lot on the, about the future here, obviously. 
would you take the leap and if there was say a 25% surcharge to get a 4K TV, would you get it? Just to be like future, not future proof, but like promote the future of... Only 25%? Yeah, let's say it comes down a bit because it's obviously not, I don't think it's there yet. Put it this way, I bought a Blu-ray player just because I'm like, well, we don't have one and it might be worth having one. Well, I mean, so, you need something to put under your TV you never use. <laughs> well, it's like it's like we don't have a DVD player, so we may as well get a Blu-ray player. And it actually was a smart one because our uh, Panasonic wasn't a smart TV. So we're like, well, we want to see Netflix just yeah. okay. so we can use it through the DVD player, right? So it served multiple, multiple functions. But, yeah, you know, I, within reason, like if it was, you know, 1,000 instead of, like, 800, then sure. But if it was, like, I don't know, I probably wouldn't spend much more on a TV anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, like, brought, even the other side of 4K is, is coming down. Uh, it used to be a lot more expensive to, like, you couldn't buy a 4K compu- or camcorder, but now mm-hmm. you can get, there's a consumer, not a consumer version, but, like, a the low yeah. end. For, like, $2,000, you can get a 4K camcorder. Yeah. Well, I heard about that, and isn't it, like, a couple-minute video is, like, a couple gigabytes? It's, well, like, yeah, it's crazy, it's like... <laughs> it's really, really high resolution. Yeah. And disk yeah. speeds, I mean, we've been stuck at SATA 3, 6 gigabits per second for 10 years. It's been a really long time. Like, with, there's USB 3.1, which is coming out right. what, next year or the year after. Is that the one they're changing the actual port? Like, the, yeah. Which is going to be awesome. Uh, All the things I've heard about it say that it's going to be awesome. Well, it's supposed to be like a lightning connector, right? But it's, yeah, it's like, it's reversible and very small yeah. on both sides. Like, it's interchangeable lengthwise, too. Like, either side can go into either thing. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I hope. Uh, if they do that, it would be cool if lightning could be made to work with it. But I don't, that's not going to happen. No. It would just, it'd be cool to, yeah. I can dream. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I want to talk about with smart TVs, uh, does your LG have an app that lets you con- remote control it? Yeah, yeah, it's actually really good. Like we have it on the phone, and it it comes up with like a little trackpad, and then there's a little cursor that shows up on the TV, and then when you go into like a little bar to like type something, a little you can just use a keyboard on your phone. So it's actually like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really really good. Like I I love that. That's one of the best things I've had with the TV is being able to do that. Yeah, the, uh, the ours has one that it, the Panasonic one. It, you can get the actual remote buttons, and you can like swipe yeah. through. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ours does the same thing. There's no cursor, but it oh, you okay. sort of swipe to move up or down. So how do you select apps? You swipe to the right, and it'll move to the right. And oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like the cursor thing. You just use it as if it was a trackpad, and the cursor shows up on the TV, yeah. and you just click and whatever. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, the other one, the other app that was, I mean, that you wouldn't have, but the Rogers, Rogers has an app that with a remote functionality for the, the box. Okay. Which is pretty sweet. You don't have to, like, I can, actually, like, I don't think I can control the power of the TV, which seems strange to me. Yeah. I think Telus has their DVR app. Right. Um, the, the Rogers app, you can, you can turn the box on and off. You can change the channel. You can do all the all the remote functions, but you can also look at the schedule. Like yeah, yeah. The Telus one does that one. Add yeah. things to the DVR and delete things from the DVR. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's one time we were at my parents' house and we're like, oh crap, we forgot to set the recording for the show, and we went on our app and just set it to record, like yeah. from 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 my parents' house, and it was like, that's like amazing, like feels yeah, to do that. That that's one of the things that makes it actually worthwhile to have cable. Yeah. Um, the, although the other cool thing with with that same app is that you there are certain channels that you can stream live. Mm-hmm. To your phone. To yeah, to phone, yeah. tablet, whatever. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, some of them stream on the internet as well. But yeah. Although I find it weird, and a little bit extortionist that if you're on your home Wi-Fi and you're watching TV streaming, it counts the data counts towards your cap. It just seems a little bit... <laughs> Even though you're already paying for the TV. You're paying for the TV and you're paying for the internet through Rogers. But they yeah, that's, still... kind of, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah. 
because I don't like I, I like having the freedom to be able to watch TV in my kitchen or on my tablet. Yeah, yeah. But, well, you're already paying for the bandwidth of the TV, so why should you have to pay yeah. twice? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's yeah. That's the one thing yeah. that uh, I don't like. Although yeah. you, you can use it anywhere, so you don't have to be. Mhm. Yeah, you can be on your mobile network, but I find that now the network sites sometimes they'll ask you to put in your cable provider to watch yeah. online. Yeah. Do. So, you, like, thankfully we were able to find, like, for Big Brother, it's shown on Slice, and we were able to just watch it on online regardless, even without a cable package. But I think CTV, some of their shows, if you want to watch the older episodes, you have to be a subscriber to cable. Yeah. yeah. But you're you're allowed to watch one or two shows of the most recent, but anything further back, you have to be a subscriber. Right. But so, do they, they have, so they have the full library. It's not just, like, on yeah. they keep the Yeah. Library. They have the full library, but to use it, you have to be a cable subscriber. See, but I'm okay with that. If, oh, that's that's fine, but we don't pay for cable, so right, yeah, yeah. Us over. If if all of the if the TV networks united and actually did that well, mm-hmm. pay for cable, like yeah. no questions asked. Well, see, CTV does a good job of that. They they keep a library of all their of all their shows. Yeah, it's or, like, the ones that I've seen. Like not not coming from like I haven't watched TV in a really long time like, on TV. Uh, it'd be weird to me. Like for CTV, I don't know why shows are broadcast on CTV. I don't. I don't keep track of that. Well, it's all the U.S. network shows. It's like yeah, but it'd be all split up. Like I wouldn't know if I was supposed to go to Global or CTV right. or whatever. To like you'd have to have that in your memory, and it seems kind of weird. Well, you just you just look it up and see which like say yeah. like Global shows Big Brother, so you Every go to Global yeah. and right or like CTV always shows Amazing Race like. It's always CTV. Mm-hmm. Um, City TV will show like a lot of the comedies. Um, yeah. You know, CTV shows Big Bang. Like you, you just know which ones show which. I guess just. Well, I, I, you and you would, but I don't right now, and it seems right. it seems strange to me now coming back to TV. Yeah. Rogers on demand. In order to find the TV show you want to watch, you first have to click on the network that shows it, and then scroll. Oh down. yeah, that doesn't work. It's weird. Yeah, I, like it. It seems like you should be just be able to type in the name of the show or search for the show. Well, uh, you can you can search you, you can search like Big Bang Theory Canada, and then it will the CTV site will pop up. Not on my TV. Not on the Rogers box. No, just on Google. Just Google it. I understand that. <laughs> the whole point is to eliminate friction, not add another <laughs> friction. Right. Yeah, you should have the information. Right. right. You should you should be able to. Search by title, not by network. I agree. Like, I, I guess I'm saying I wish it worked more like Netflix. Yeah. In that you could just search and search by title. Show up. Yeah. yeah. Once you're in, like, if you go into CTV, then you can search for Big Bang. If right. But, but if it's not there, then you're out of luck. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, what channel is it on? Is it hey. global? Is it? Yeah. CBC. I know it's not CBC. <laughs> I I know that Big Bang is on CTV. Yeah. Um, I, I I have on here that I wanted to talk about licensing agreements and all the like services like Netflix and Hulu and all that uh, not being able to be seen in certain countries and things like movies coming out in theaters and then you have to wait a certain amount of time and then it comes out of the theater and then it and then you can see it on Netflix or whatever and yeah. I guess, from a legal standpoint, I get that, but I just, I don't like it. And I know that there's a whole, uh, there's a whole sort of team of lawyers and lobbyists around the world that are talking about this and that are the reason for it, but it's really annoying as a, as a consumer. Mm -hmm. Well, it created a market for VPNs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think... You'd hope that eventually the content providers will catch up with, with what people are doing now. I think. Have you heard of the service Popcorn Time? Vague, a couple times I've heard of it. It's supposed to be like Pirate Bay, but. But direct, like, but also streaming, like. Okay. It's it, it torrenting. It's you just. P. It does use torrenting, but you just like it just shows you a library of videos. You click and it starts streaming. You don't have to actually have a client. Okay. 
I have heard of it before, yeah. yeah. And there, there's there's a whole discussion going on as to whether that service is actually illegal or whether it's the, the torrenting that it provides you that is illegal. And I think that's... The whole conversation just shouldn't happen. It, this should be something that that content creators or the di distributors, I guess, should be able to do better. Like they have these billions of dollars in ad money that they could put towards a better solution instead of lining their pocketbooks. Mm -hmm. Well, I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, just media in general, their revenue is more so than ever ad-based revenue. I think... Like with CDs, like CDs were never the biggest money maker. It was the licensing and the tours for for artists, for music artists. But even more so now, people aren't even buying CDs. So now it's like all licensing and all touring. Like I don't think any yeah. music artist ever depends on album sales to support their. Well, they their sell record. they'll sell singles or digital albums. Yeah, but no, they'll they they won't produce records because they're they're expensive. Um, and I don't know, yeah, with movies, like, I think there will always be, you know, date nights and people going to see movies, but I think for for most people, it's waiting till it comes out on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I've... I didn't get into <clears throat> Hunger Games until well after the first movie came out. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the movie, the first movie, and I really liked it. Yeah. But I still haven't seen the second one, and I don't know when I'm going to. I'm sure it's out by now, but I just yeah. got around to it. It's strange to me that there's enough stuff going on. There's enough sort of noise in the industry that some you can be really interested in seeing something, but just not like there's too many other things that are also happening. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people have to get paid to yeah. actually make the content, so... You know, if they're not getting paid to, you know, by people going to go see the movie in theaters, then they got to get paid somehow, and they got to set up those restrictions to prevent people from taking away their their revenue. I guess. I find it in in the software world, if if for example, uh, there's an Apple jailbreak developer who makes apps and develops all this stuff for jailbroken Apple devices. Apple or other tech companies actually seek these people out to hire them, to, to mm -hmm. bring them into their team because they see how good they are. But you're ne you would never, ever hear about the person who developed Popcorn Time getting hired by, like, Time Warner or Comcast or something like that. It seems strange to me that they don't even consider it. There's like, no, 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 that's not our... We don't want to do that. We have our business model. Yeah. We've doing it this way for a long time. We don't want to change. Yeah. Yeah, like how how much money do you think they could make by offering a service where instead of, you know, waiting however long for the movie to be released on DVD or whatever and then be pirated or have people bring camcorders in just to release it online? Like yeah, I mean, people it, host people host their own movie nights, right? Like Yeah. If you hosted or if if movie networks decided to set up a a good system where for like ten bucks or twenty bucks, like a pay-per-view type system. Yeah, you can actually yeah. on the night it comes out, you can yeah, buy, exactly rent the movie yeah. for twenty-four hours or whatever it is. Yeah, like, people would do that. Oh, for sure they would. Yeah, I think people are looking for convenience. They're not necessarily looking for free. Like I'm happy to pay for like you know an app or a song or whatever or a game and just for content if it's worth. If it's good content, but if it's if done well, to, and done yeah. Well. If I don't have to leave my house, then that's all the better. And I think for going for a movie, like I know, like for us, like it's hard to get out to a movie. So, but if you know, if we were able to watch, like, yeah, Hunger Games when it comes out, then we'd just put it on the TV and we'd watch it. Like, but yeah. why? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why you'd have to have a delay after it's released in theaters. Like, well, in the the movie, th I understand the movie companies don't want to lose money. They don't. They don't even want to make less money than they have in the past and so they have to charge a lot when the movie first comes out mm -hmm. and so the, the movie theaters themselves that show the movies that are the only places where you can see these movies still don't make a lot of money because it's the, it's the distribution company that charges yeah. Yeah. The theater. 
And yeah. so the only way the theaters can make money is by selling concessions. Snacks. Yeah. And yeah. so they sell them in a huge markup because they it's really That's their only profit. Yeah. Show movies, yeah. Yeah. That's the only way that they get them any money out of it to be able to keep up and there's there's a there's a a new theater complex being built here that is actually going to have upscale dining in it. Oh and yeah. Alcohol there's one being built in ours too. Yeah, like just like two blocks from our house. Yeah, they're making or it 10 blocks but yeah. Yeah, it's good, like VIP, it's like Cineplex VIP. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're building one here and yeah, they're going to be selling like alcohol and like upscale dining and yeah. State to, to the movie. Yeah. But again, yeah, like you said, it's another revenue stream, right? Or, uh, because drive-in. Yeah. Yeah, drive-in movie, yeah. <laughs> Just go full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if it's modern, it would have to be... Yeah, I can just see it like a vast parking lot type thing. Like, it's all indoors. <laughs> You're just oh, right. Like a park. warehouse, yeah. <laughs> like a warehouse bay, and then just a giant projector. You said it's two, approximately two blocks from your current place? Sorry, not two. I exaggerated. It's about ten from, okay. where, from in Cranston. Yeah, that's. I I find it strange that like I get downtown having something like that, but you like you're gonna serve alcohol yeah. at a place that's way out on the outskirts. Yeah. Well, the things that everyone's moving out here, and they're actually trying to make is this an area called Seton. It's in Calgary, and it's the community just over from Cranston, and they're trying to make it the downtown of the South. That that's actually like their tagline, like is like the South downtown because downtown is like you know a half hour away. So if people on like a Friday night they want to go out, they're not, they want to come home from work and then go back downtown. They can just go to like this place, you know, the Seton Complex, and they'll have the movie theater and they'll have like all the amenities of downtown. They want to have businesses down there too, and so that people are working down there, so they don't have to commute all the way downtown every day. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how much of it develops. And yeah. what the concept turns into, but I, I know I'm pretty excited for it. That's cool. Yeah, I I mean I, I like that idea. It's interesting. It's interesting that that is their idea because I've always found it strange that as the world gets connected more technologically, it's it's less important where you are physically. Like you you your connections to people tend to be history-based rather than geography-based. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I, like, I don't know a single human being that lives within, a, like, an eight-kilometer radius of me mm-hmm. because my friends are all the friends I had when I lived downtown. Yeah. But they still are. But it's interesting that they're trying to sort of branch out the, so- the sort of social aspect of cities in that if you if they when they do do that, that downtown of the south, People will gather there. People mm-hmm. that are from the south will gather there, as opposed to spreading out elsewhere. Yeah. It might actually lead to a tighter sense of community. Yeah, getting to know people that actually live near you, which yeah. can only be—I I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing that that doesn't happen, but it, it's a good thing, I would think. It's a good thing if it does happen, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. If there was a place, if there was bars or whatever down here, like around where I live now. Not a twenty or half twenty minute half hour bus ride. I would definitely choose here at least sometimes. Right. Try to like I have nothing against anybody here. I just don't know. Like it's it's right. hard because we're we're conditioned days like today. Like if you pass somebody on the street, you don't say hi. To, like you have no idea who this person is. It it would be weird if you did acknowledge another person's existence. Yeah. Like it. But- yeah, it's it's strange. It's funny though because since moving here, our neighbor to the one side, he came over and knocked on our door and said, "Hey, do you want me to power rake your lawn?" I always power raked like the previous owners, and I was like, "Sure, yeah, cool, thanks." And then the other neighbor, you know, said hi to to Maria the other day, and you know, we talked over the fence. They came around to the back, brought their dog over, and they have an 18 month old too. And so I don't know, we were just talking. I don't know, everyone's been pretty friendly so far. So that's cool. It's, yeah, it's cool that you know. And yeah, we, we were the same way. It's like you know, in our condo building, like, no one said like hi. Like I think it was probably like, six months before we said hi to anyone on our floor. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we're just down the hall there. And I don't know, but you still don't say hi. Like you just, oh hey, and that's it. Like you don't. Yeah, you don't know anything about them. You no. just happen to live near them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find that really weird, but yeah, that's it's definitely happening. Yeah. It's happened. 
Um, do you want, do you want to talk a bit about? I think we kind of got away from the hardware of of TVs. Um, we could probably talk a bit about how to buy a TV, or what you, if you were going to buy a TV today. What what kind of things do you look for? Do I personally? Yeah. Like when you when you just no. recently bought your TV, what were you yeah. looking for? Uh, I looked for well first how big of a TV you wanted, mm -hmm. and then see what's available. And I did a quick quick review of uh just online online reviews, and they're kind of mixed of. If, if it's not a brand new product, you won't find a whole lot of stuff about it. So I just basically went to the store and just looked at the TVs and just kind of saw which ones looked nice. And, like, I always hear stuff about, like, um, what's it called? The the black depth? The black level? Uh, the black level, I think. The different... Ratio? No, it's, 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 called like, it's called black level, and it's, like... If you have a, just a bunch of different shades of black, how well it distinguishes the different shades, mm. um, and that's one of the things that make an expensive TV expensive is how well it has the different levels of how resolving. true blacks are. Yeah. yeah, like there's like dark and lighter, 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 and just how how many grades of black it has. Um, but I don't know. I guess it's kind of I don't want to spend more than however much and. This is, and you know, it's, I, I go based on like brand name. Like, you're not gonna buy like a Dynamax TV. You're gonna buy like, you know, a Toshiba Sorry, or LG. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, for all I know, they could be like awesome TVs, but you know, they're they're generally the cheaper ones. And I'm like, I actually went to to Best Buy unboxing day for the TV that we just bought, and I was I didn't even go in buying a smart TV, and I was like, oh sweet, there's like a smart TV for pretty much the same price. It was like maybe like a hundred bucks more, if that. Right. And. uh and I looked on the box, and I was like, oh, it looks like pretty good. I think one of the things I look for now is like integration with my existing products and yeah, technology. Um, like, I know Samsung TVs now, they integrate really well with their phones and their tablets. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you were saying before, when you were talking about like devices, just phones in general, that people who buy Samsungs, they'll buy them just because they've always bought Samsungs and their products just work with Samsung and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that's only something people look for in general now is how well they integrate with their their devices. But I, I think now, getting more involved in tech, I'd look a lot more for connectivity and uh, just how well it integrates with my technology and ease of use and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... Other than the shininess of the box and the colors, um, which are also really important, the... Yeah, I like. I I think it's really important to have have it actually meld with the existing services you have. If it if it has a smart function functionality, there's a there's another sort of school of thought, and it's one that I've had for the last little while. Um, obviously, a TV, a smart TV, is only as smart as whatever computer is powering its extra function. Um, and so I. For the last couple of years, up until recently, have been just using Windows to power my TV. Like I li just literally have a full Windows computer powering. How do you mean powering? Like a three HDMI. Like the 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 smartness of my TV is everything Windows can do. Because you use it as a monitor. Yeah. And uh, I I mean with Windows 8, it's gotten even better to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I I really like it. I I haven't used it so much recently because it's uh, it's actually above me right now. Okay. Um, and I sort of I tend to I'll watch TV on my tablet or or downstairs. And up here, I'll usually I'll generally just watch uh, sports or if something if something is on live, like I've been watching Cosmos up here. Um, but it's. I like the idea of having a really powerful TV system. I don't. I don't. I understand that simplicity of apps and just having, like, there's no actual file system or anything. There's, you just sort of you watch and stream whatever's on there. But it's nice having 
total access to do whatever you want, like to be able to surf the web on your mm -hmm. TV. It's, it's nice to be able to do that rather than just through the YouTube app to actually have the full functionality of the YouTube website, for instance, on there. Do, do you find that your, your web browsing, you're able to do, or you find yourself going to the TV more than, say, a tablet or your phone? I did. Like, but recently, I haven't used the TV so much up here. I've just used my tablet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that is, but that's what that's what I found is that I haven't had much opportunity to just be sitting here up here because this is this is the TV that I have that's connected to my computer, and I haven't had much use for doing that. I've just used either the tablet or even my laptop because I yeah. just I'm not. I'm not generally up here unless I'm working yeah. or unless I'm watching something that's specifically on at that time on broadcast television. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird because you can – I mean, with Windows 8 now, you there again, you have – I don't think there's an official YouTube app for Windows, but there's there's Netflix app, there's a Skype app, there's all, all of these things that have sort of the – you can use it just as an app-based thing. Um, but that's not really the use case that I've found. I've used it as it's a it's a computer, mm -hmm. and it just happens to be on a bigger screen. Yeah. It's it's nice if you have multiple people and you want to watch something. And I, I'm not saying I haven't used it at all because I have, but I just haven't used it as often as as I could have. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Know, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think. I think we got through a lot of the hardware, and we can save the software side. The the other talk about set top boxes and talk about video streaming services in another episode. We can just yeah, I think I think we covered covered a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff today. I think. Okay. Uh, I guess maybe we can. We can reflect, and it's been ten episodes. We're uh, we're doing a special Mother's Day episode next week, um, which hopefully people are gonna. It's it'll be sort of a Q and A type thing uh, with actually with my mom. Uh, so what do you think? It's been ten episodes. Uh, you you were here in for all of them. One, you were just here in spirit. But we were we were expecting you to pop up at any moment. How do you how do you feel if this if this is a an experiment? How do you feel it's gone so far? I think it's gone pretty well. I think our our viewership has I'd say at least doubled since it, the beginning. It is actually at two people right now. There. Yeah. So so there you go. We we have officially doubled. Um. Yeah, and I think we can only only go up from here. Even if it, at times it seems like we're talking to ourselves, I think. Where uh, people are watching, and I think we're we're reaching the masses with our random thoughts and and opinions. <laughs> of just exploding. We we are we're we're right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting coming up. Um, I've thought at times that we're there's just like oh every week it's like oh what are we gonna talk about, and I think eventually it'll just be sort of. It'll just be an ongoing thing. There won't necessarily be a, an overarching topic we have to talk about. And I, that happened today, actually. We sort of branched off, and that's, I yeah. think that's fine. But uh, I want to do at least part of episodes when there's something interesting happening, like when um, the Apple's Worldwide Developer Convention starts the beginning of June. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do Google I.O. Like, not, not necessarily while it's actually happening, but just talk about the kind of things that people can expect Mm-hmm. Address not necessarily not not do a news-based thing, but address like discuss the implications of these things. Yeah. That's always that's always been my favorite side of things to cover is not just regurgitate what other people have said and what I've heard, but actually go move forward past that and think about what it means. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I know you'd mentioned on your net neutrality, we could probably have an entire separate oh, conversation yeah, sure. on your net yeah. neutrality. I didn't even want to get into that because I knew it would 
get into a whole lot of things. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see how it, how it plays out in the next couple of weeks because I think the Supreme Court's debating it, or the FCC and the Supreme Court are debating it right now, whether yeah. or not the current FCC chair, who used to be a telecom lobbyist, <laughs> is uh, going to do things. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's not going to be good. No, it's not looking good at all. Um, <laughs> around. High-ranking political officials have said there's no way we're letting this through, but uh, it's yeah. Well, I uh, I read an article the other day on someone said someone likened the U.S. government, I guess, just North American government in general, or maybe worldwide government, maybe if you want to look at it that way, isn't a democracy, but an oligarchy. Yep. Where a corporate oligarchy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, where, where, where the people and corporations who have the money are the ones controlling the decisions that are made is not a democratic decision. Yeah. Because if it was, like, you'd have a ton of different things happening. You wouldn't have the craziness that we deal with now. Yes. <laughs> and then I, I saw another thing about a super PAC that was trying to end super PACs. Yeah. Well, if, yeah, there, there's a new one that came out in the last yeah. couple weeks. But, yeah, uh, Stephen Colbert's. Oh, his of, yeah. His whole deconstruction of the entire thing I thought was yeah. really well done. Yeah, this one's actually like a more not that his wasn't serious. Like the point was serious, but this one's actually they're they're collecting funds in order to lobby against super PACs. Yeah, but they're using yeah. a super PAC to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> even the, the whole discussion about how the super PAC has to be separate from the political party, and but legally. That doesn't have to mean that doesn't mean anything. Like when he when Stephen Colbert had the super PAC, he would give like he transferred it when he was going to run for office. Mm-hmm. He just literally on air said, "Here, John Stewart, you have control of this now. You have control of all of this money. We're not going to talk about what." And then once he was done running, John Stewart just gave it back to him. Like there's yeah. no, it just the whole system is silly, and we can talk just about that. Another time, just about the the weirdness of uh, it's the American legal system in this specific case, but the Canadian legal system has other weird things going on. And yeah. How it affects tech is is definitely interesting, and it's not necessarily relevant to everyday life for most people, but without realizing it, it definitely it's in there in the background. Yeah. Well, there have restrictions on these like research grants and science, R&D, and that kind of stuff, and that affects tech just as much as anything else does. Yeah, and, and the Canadian government's recent move away from R&D and technology yeah. and science is, is very telling of that whole, uh, that whole dynamic that our government is tending towards American-style politics and away from... I, I don't know, I don't really know that much about historically... Canadian politics, but it's definitely, you see it sort of going the way of not necessarily like Obama's politics, but George Bush's politics. And that's... Mm -hmm. Scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll see. We'll we'll save that discussion for another time. So, uh, yeah, I guess I will see you next week and we'll, we'll keep trekking along. We will good week. Yeah. All right. Bye. Okay. See you, everyone.